It's one of, uh, you know, the big book is full of my favorites. Every page has a favorite for me. But um, the beginning of A Vision for You, the first two paragraphs, for most normal folks, drinking means conviviality, companionship, and colorful imagination. It means release from care, boredom, and worry. It is joyous intimacy with friends and a feeling that life is good, but not so with us in those last days of heavy drinking. The old pleasures were gone. They were but memories. Never could we recapture the great moments of the past. There was an insistent yearning to enjoy life as we once did and a heartbreaking obsession that some new miracle of control would enable us to do it. There was always one more attempt and one more failure. The less people tolerated us, the more we withdrew from society, from life itself. As we became subjects of king alcohol, shivering denizens of his mad realm, the chilling vapor that his loneliness settled down. It thickened, ever becoming blacker. Some of us sought out sordid places, hoping to find understanding, companionship, and approval. Momentarily, we did. Then would come oblivion and the awful awakening to face the hideous four horsemen, terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. Unhappy drinkers who read this page will understand. That's that. That's it. Do you have something to go off of? Uh, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just leave that all alone. But yeah. Okay. Paul, alcoholic. I think, again, that goes back to that stubborn delusion that if we only manage better, we could produce an effect that we, we haven't yet. Yeah, or we thought we did at one time. So, and that stubborn delusion is just many aspects of the stubborn delusion of the bondage of self. So I wanted to talk about the word my today, really. And uh, Oh, excellent. In English and a little bit of a chronology of coming into the program with a very strong being really cocooned in a sense of terminal uniqueness with absolutely no idea of that. <laughs> it just seemed to be just the way it was. Yeah. And I, of course, it's hard to compare what's going on inside with people's outsides. It doesn't work. So um, I was just walking around with many, many, many conditions, stubborn ones in place that didn't weren't open to review or for any light to enter. And this sense of terminal uniqueness became obvious when I was sitting in the programs, the meetings. Yeah. I heard because I started hearing people share about how they felt and what happened to them and uh, what they did and their experiences 
with thoughts and feelings and behaviors. And uh, it seemed obvious in a short time that that idea of mine was getting a little bit uh, threatened because it sure seemed like it was ours, yeah? So it felt like alcoholism had us instead of I had alcoholism in such a unique, terminal, unique way that there was no ability for anyone to be of help or to understand or to lead me into any other path than other than the one I was being led into by what was relied upon, which was mind, yeah, where the problem resides. <laughs> so went to meetings and people started to share a lot and I realized, came to two conclusions after a while, which is how did these people get my feelings and my thoughts and my behaviors or they're not mine, yeah? <laughs> and uh, what an opening. That was an unbelievable recognition, just the, just the beginning of one. But it produced, uh, it, the, claustroph the claustrophobicness of the disease got moved out a little there was a little more room to move and air to breathe. And I wasn't so suffocated by this thing. And I kept hearing people share and share and share. And so the my, at least in a certain amount of <clears throat> behaviors and thoughts, that used, those that were used to be called mine were now seen as ours. Like I suffered from a disease of mind and body that a lot of other people suffered from. And we had similar sy symptoms. So they were our symptoms. They weren't my symptoms anymore. And I started to feel a lot more distance and a lot more space and I was less suffocated. And it made me open to learn from others. And it made me, it, be, it allowed me to become open to being sponsored and shit like that because that terminal uniqueness isn't open to any kind of way other than its own way. So uh, the my, which was so rock solid, started to, at least some of it, started to be seen as our. And in that hour, there was space available. So there was also a principle revealed. And I started to see, you know, what was being stated on page 64 which is the disease manifests through us. And it's manifesting through us is how we're defeated by the disease. And the disease is this bondage of self. In other words, I'm bound to an idea of me that's not correct. And that bondage of self allows something to manifest through me and the source of the manifestations are disguised by the act of being identified as self. So I'm very confused and I'm calling self's manifestations my manifestations, not even our manifestations. That suffocation was reapplied, yeah? Even though I was seeing a little bit of light because I saw certain segments of thoughts were ours. I recognized them as at least alcoholic thoughts. And I recognized some shared behaviors were alcoholic behaviors. And 
some feelings of irritability, restlessness, discontent, uh, you know, incomprehensible demoralization, those were now in the category of ours, which allowed a lot more understanding the flood in and a lot more light for them to be seen in. So a lot of the Diff, the, a lot of the recognition of the influence of my was relief from it. So I started to get compartment, compartmentalized relief. It wasn't a broad uh, spectrum relief, but it was a relief. That certain amount of thoughts I saw as alcoholics and that we were having them. Yeah, they weren't mine, they were ours. Now that principle expanded. And it expanded to an understanding that was framed by page 64, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We now will look at its common manifestations. And the next paragraph is resentment. So it's not hard to connect resentment as a manifestation of self. There's like a little gap between the end of one paragraph and the beginning of another. I couldn't get lost in that little gap. It made it was obvious that resentment was a manifestation of self. And the bondage of self was represented by me calling it my resentment. Yeah, because I was identified with self. So when self manifested through me, I didn't see the difference between me or self because I was identified as it. All right. That's pretty good information. Let's uh, let's open up uh, for that to start to grow. So suddenly, <coughs> I saw uh, <laughs> I saw the distinct difference between my and our, and now it was a much more complete recognition that. In a way, I had nothing to do with this shit as the source of it. There was something in place that was allowing these manifestations to come quite furiously and to grow and to extend into consequences. So let's say I was because I could have ended up as a resentful person or an angry person or a fucking real addict and all these things. So now. I do the inventory on self's manifestations and I leave the inventory with an understanding that all these manifestations of self I have now looked at are not mine and they're not ours either. They're selves. Yeah. So it's been a huge trajectory from terminal uniqueness to starting to recognize the terminal uniqueness by identifying with fellow addicts and alcoholics a certain segment of the activity of the mental state and my life now gets to see be seen as our a shared condition which opens up to a lot of fucking relief and a lot of help and a lot of understanding and it furthers to recognize uh, that the, the bondage of self is much more broader than just the shared of, of the effects of alcoholism. That the bondage of self is basically 
the claiming of everything that comes up in me. As Paul, yeah, that all of these feelings, though once seen as mine and now seen as ours, are all now still recognized as Paul's somehow. Yeah, Paul sharing the hour with Anne and this and that. But Paul is the epitome or the the point of the identification as self. Paul is an emblem of self in my life. And I'm not recognizing that, but I start to recognize it in the inventory because I leave the inventory with, with an understanding that these are not my resentments. They're not my fears. They're not my behaviors. They're not my acting out. I'm accountable for them, but I'm not responsible for them. And now I'm actually really, uh, the basis of relief gets way, way, way unbounded. And the possibility of being free from self, not trying to be free as self, but from it, becomes so clear. Because now I've seen the root of the problem, which is there's a lazy, a constant referring and implying that I am a thing, a thing that's done a lot of shit that it shouldn't have and didn't do a lot of shit that it should have. <laughs> so, well, I could go on and on, but I hope you can see a trajectory with the understanding how it comes from terminal uniqueness to a shared my, and then some of it seen as our, and then a recognition of self as the source and the possibility of being free from the bondage of self. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Paul. That was a clinical demonstration. Uh, Yes. Demonstration. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, I don't see any questions. Do we have anybody ready to raise your hands, ready to ask a question of, of this viewpoint, of, of this understanding? If not, it doesn't matter. We can share. Just ask yourself, just state the question of page 64. It's not a question. It's, it's actually supposed to be a fact because it's prefaced with being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. Is the inventory process, or at least can the inventory process be seen as an inventory on the manifestations of self? And if it is, and we do the inventory, why do we leave that inventory and keep calling the manifestations of self we've noticed as ours? Skylar raised her hand, but I don't see her. Um, well, we Skylar, are you there? No, we better get someone else. Oh, there she is. I see her. But... There you are. 
do you have a question, Skylar? Yeah, sorry, I couldn't unmute. It wouldn't let me. Um, yes, yeah, so uh when we have worked a step six and seven and we've asked um so yeah they start coming out our character defects out of nowhere they come to the surface they're like exacerbated so before they can get removed um i is that correct? Like, I feel like that's happening to me. Like, well, then it's correct. Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't and like, have to be that way, though. It's just that's what happens. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't work. It's not a. It's there's no end point in a way because as long as you're living, that which is living in you appears. Yeah. So mm -hmm. hopefully, it's sort of like you know you don't just produce garbage one week a year. So the garbage <laughs> man doesn't come, you know, February 12th and that's it. It's weekly, yes? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then some people who have a big family, they need to buy, get bigger garbage cans because they can't, it doesn't work for them. <laughs> yes? so you have to realize where you're at. In the beginning, you may have a lot of debris coming up to the surface because now you're not drinking and using and there's at least a certain calmness in your, you know, external life that the shit starts coming up. Yeah. So you, may, you may be quite busy in looking at the inventory and doing that. As you go along and certain conditions get established, uh, you know, if it was if the garbage man was on call, maybe he would come a lot less than a once a week. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. It's they come out and they're exacerbated because we're not like numbing anymore and things feel so calm that we're like or yeah, it's like. Then what I want, what I don't have, like a striped t-shirt that like I don't have like it becomes an obsession but it's like it's not using but it like goes into other things like like yeah, whack-a-mole because yeah. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck about a t-shirt when I was like using crack like you know <laughs> but it's better this way and then to work on that well yeah because again it's still in, it's still agitated. Yes. It's agitated. It doesn't, it's sort of like, uh, the dog we have now, we have a, a puppy about five months. Sometimes when it lay down, lay down, lays down, it just goes right out. But a lot of other times when it's laying down, it's very, very, it's moving all over because his mind's awake. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. crazy. So the, uh, the same thing with this. After a while, the condition that is so basic, like attitude and outlook, gets altered, you know? Uh, new freedom and a new happiness. These things get established. That's a, a mighty change. And so now, let's say you start at a level of being content and, sat and, uh, and satisfied, yeah? instead of irritable and restlessness and discontent. That's a huge change. 
Some of us are in that process at different phases of it where there's more activity than other phases. Yeah. 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 yeah so. It goes through phases for me too. Like, yeah. yeah. So, once the shit comes up, mm -hmm. you, you use the principle of step six and seven to have it reconfigured. Yeah. If yeah, you it'll keep coming up until one day it does. You'll you'll basically be living that statement. Hey, yeah, I'm entirely ready to have this reconfigured. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you're in that asking of that power, and then uh, you see, and then hopefully you have the response of honoring it when you see it's actually worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, hon. You just mm -hmm. uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> traveling lighter begets traveling lighter. Traveling heavy begets traveling heavy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're in a shift now. We're in a shift <laughs> from heaviness to lightness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, love that. And you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Skylar. Wow, we have three hands up now. First, Ruby Rose. Would would you like to come in, Ruby, with a question or a comment? Hi, I'm Ruby, alcoholic, drug addict. Well, you know, you can't. You your words are so eloquent. The way you, that you can like string it together it's uh very uh, soothing and comforting uh which is something uh, <clears throat> i didn't really have a lot of and when you hear character defects i mean i had characters with defects it was quite the shapeshifter inside of the disease uh for me and i came in and I heard principles before personalities and I thought well god I've got all these personalities and they have their own principles and by god you know we're going to live by them it was a whole uh cacophony of um things to work with and you know the longer that I do this and I also didn't know what to do with it. And all I knew to do was to take it to six months because the, un the unmanageability of uh, what you talk about was there even before I drank. And once I drank, I drank at that. I didn't drink like to have a good time or party or go out or anything it just it would make them all shut up because they can all start talking at once and um i thought that was me i came in with the blessed trinity me myself and i and uh there was absolutely no relief until i i came into aa none and like you i i've been all over this globe I've lived with different uh, spiritual communities, 
I was, I was okay as long as I was in them. But the minute I came back out in the world, the whole thing had started up again because of one personality would get pissed off, they'd act out. And then I'd have to take the, the hits from that. And then another one would show up and it wouldn't feed itself. And so then I'd have to deal with that. And it was a really bad charge card. You know, the debt on it was, I was never going to pay that off. There was no way I was going to pay that off. And um, I do have a spiritual path that I follow that was really uh, helpful to me. You know, a, a lot of sanity uh, returned. And then my master sent me to AA and that really started the process. And then you talking, um, I, I can't even believe where I'm at right now. I, I didn't know a human could do this. I didn't know a human could just hang out and chill and okay, next. Okay, we'll do that now. Okay, that didn't work out. I, I it rarely fires up. I'm flabbergasted. I'm I'm thank you. Jeez Louise, just like really thank you. Well that's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's funny how uh, we think it's so normal to feel fucked, but we're really surprised when it changes. Uh, I think there was a statement supposedly purported to be from uh, Mandela or something, but people's real drive is to play small because they're afraid of being big. Yeah, so... That's an interesting direction that you can see if it fits you or not. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, in a weird way, you know, I take being sober for granted, but there's a large honoring of it, yeah, which is to be sober. That's the act of honoring it, is <laughs> to be awake, <laughs> to being awake. I mean, that's the point. So... And to being awake to what is a fact, yeah, uh, looks like taking it for granted, really, because it's always available at all times. So you're not huffing and puffing and, and building, you know, defense systems and security cameras because it's basically readily available, not based on your or outside circumstances or situations, but a fact, yeah, and it's not defined as a thing, so it can't be, you know, on another continent. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a vague sense of presence that doesn't seem to be located in any state or in any country, but an overlay, no matter where we're at, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, to for me, it seems like. Uh, after all, though some of the work is done, it's very disarming. Yeah, it's not a call to arms. Yeah, the uh, yeah, so. But so it could look like, oh well, I'm just in the habit of being sober, but I quite honor it by being sober. Yeah, that's that's to me is the for I don't sit around, you know, writing. I'm I'm grateful to being sober. I'm, being sober is, is a form of gratitude, yeah? <laughs> to well, me. Gra 
Gratitude's a prayer. Yeah. That's my prayer. Yeah. And it goes off. I like, I just sit down and I say, okay, this is what we do now. Whoever the we are doings, they're, you know, they are still flapping around in there wanting to run the show. But gratitude, it had to get real simple because it was so convoluted and it was like, okay, prayer, gratitude. You're not pissed off when you're gratitude. I know, exactly. You're not. And the, and the gratitude definitely can become an attitude, yeah? Where, because, uh, yeah. See, that's the point. You know, like when you... There's a point when you're riding a bike that you can take your hands off the bars, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of, that's some of the most fun part of riding a bike. Yeah, so... And it's nice to know when that's appropriate, you know? Yes. Sometimes you need to clench something, but hopefully mostly it's embracing something. They're a different, they're a different modality. And it's nice to be able to feel the temperature of the condition as you're going on. Yeah. So you're not go over, you're not spending time going over shit. You don't need to go over. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find, uh, you know, there's a point of when you're sober that you enter a free state, like a free range state. Yeah, it's available. You don't need a pen or paper there. You don't. You don't need to be noting everything. I don't feel. Yeah, it's much, it's a real, uh, it's a very relaxed but assured condition quite assured because you know you're in good hands yeah why well, it's because like it does it through you huh? it does it through you like yeah. i studied for years to be a dancer and then one day it danced me yeah. and that's what's happened here but the that's what's happened that whatever this is it will dance you yes sure well, it's outside sort of the realm of words. I mean, it's a th- it's just the, the thing. Yes, exactly. And that's, you know, we're the, we're out, we are from the outside of words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, you know, the fourth dimension is truly our, where we're from. We're on a, like a visa here, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a heavy work visa, but it's a visa. I like uh, I like the tourist visa. It's much yeah, nicer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Why are you in this country to visit? You're just I'm visiting. Sightseeing. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to see you, honey. That I'm happy. Well, thank you, you, sweetheart. I mean, I'm stoked, and I like that. Oh, good, great, great. Thank you. Thank you, hun. Thank you, Ruby Rose. And now we have Eric B. Eric, hey, can you come Hi. in with a question or a comment? Hi, how's how's everyone doing? How you doing, Paul? Good, man. Nice. I really um, I love listening to you. I love the fact that you can break down the uniqueness 
of people coming into the rooms because we all think we, you know, we're different, right? Um, because of maybe the drugs that we come in or this one's an alcoholic or not. And the way you break it down allows me, I'm going to speak about me, that there's no difference between us. What you have, I can, I can have too, you know, and, um, and it just opens my mind up to, um, to this thing that we're just all equal here. You know, everybody coming into the rooms, we're all equal, you know, and uh, I love the fact that you, you break down um, you know, my, that I don't have to hold on to these things. The second that I hold on to them, I'm taking all this weight and I'm, I'm, you know, and they belong to me. And even when you go through like, you know, on, on page 65, where, you know, you go through the causes, everything is my, my, me, 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 everything. It's like, look what you're holding on to when you, when you, you know, that, that delusion of this is all, you know, I'm doing all this to myself. And I'm holding on to all this stuff. And it just allows me to think that I can, it's easier for me to free myself from those resentments. Like you said, in one of your talks, like I don't have to hold on to resentment for years. It's not there for me to hold on to for that long. You know, it should come. I see it, realize it has nothing to do with me. Let it go. You know, my question to you is, do the character defects, are those selves too? The character defects, like, do they resemble selves? The character defects, uh, the claiming of the defects, the character defects is what implies self. The claiming of the character defects. Yeah, and so, and on a circumstantial level, the denying of it, of them, reinforces self. So most of us are in a denial, we're in a mental denial of that, the defects of character that are shaping our life, yes? Mm-hmm. But that's what actually gives them more meaning. When you don't want something that's not yours, not to be yours, it's more of you than ever. (laughs) Do you understand the movement? Yeah, yeah. So when you're trying to get out of something that you believe you're in and you're really not in it, you're wanting to get out, you know, the getting out of it is reinforcing this idea you're in. Yeah. Yeah, this is the trick. Character defects are what they are from what's before them. If there's a my before them, they may be a lifelong crippling condition. Yeah? Mm -hmm. If there's space before them, they may be able to be put to use by something greater than you. Yeah? Yes? Yeah. That's the idea of surrender. Doesn't it say in, uh, I think it's the seventh or third, so, you know, I'm willing to you to take all of me, the good and the bad. Yes, that's basically the surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a surrendering of your opinions about the defects of characters that arises, that come out of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those opinions are also a defect of character. We don't see that usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just, it's sort of turning over the natural resource that's been turned into something by what's giving it meaning over to a greater power. So let that higher power give it a new meaning. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like anger. Anger is an incredible energy, really. Powerful juice. Yeah. If surrendered, it can be put to great use. 
if it's turned on someone else or on ourselves, it can produce terrible consequences. Yeah? It's not, it's the end, it's what's before everything that has the importance, yeah? So my character defects are totally different than character defects, yeah? My character defects have a life expectancy that can go on for 80 years. Character defects don't have it that long of a life expectancy, yeah? So the my, something before the defect is breathing life into it or isn't breathing life to, into it, yes? Either one. But there's something that we're not knowing that's putting a lot of juice in what comes after, let's say a character defect, yeah? Now, I'm interested in that before, yeah? Yeah? I'm interested in that before. I'm not interested in trying to manage shit after, after the shit. I want to see what's before it, yeah? So maybe there's a way, maybe I don't have to enter the hallway of shit and fans. Maybe I can just bypass that, yeah? And so I don't have to get goggles and fucking get, you know, try to, you know, have the greatest speed to get through the hallway. You know what I mean? Maybe I can just bypass it a little bit by recognizing my role in the hallway of shit and fans. Yeah. So what is my role in character defects? Either I'm, he I'm held as the owner of them, which causes a wanting of a denying of them or rationalizing them or excusing them or fucking, you know, validating them or that defective character comes up and I can surrender it because I don't brand it as mine, yeah? I surrender it over to another power for that power to give meaning to it, just like the lower power has, yeah? But the meaning will be completely different and the use will become diff completely different, yeah? It's not the factory that's producing the product, it's the directing of the factory that has the final say in the product the factory produces, yes? So it says we manufacture our own misery. I don't believe that. I believe we can manufacture misery and we can manufacture compassion and love, yeah? It's, it's who's running the factory. It's, if self's running the factory, we're going to get we're going to be producing a lot of its common manifestations through the factory, which are resentments, fears, harming other people in pursuit of what we want, sense of entitlement, all this shit. Yes, that's what it's going to produce. If we have something else that we deem a higher power, we're going to find out what it produces in a life of sobriety. We're going to see what it produces. Maybe it produces the ability to enjoy peace of mind. Yeah. Maybe it does this, maybe it does that. Empathy, maybe you feel for other people fucking finally. Maybe you can share love with another. Maybe all this starts happening. So now, you know the tree by its fruits. You know who's running the factory by the product, yeah? We've had years and years of our factory being used by self to produce its world fucking view. We have. We should be able to recognize it by now. Yeah. And maybe we have 30 years of sobriety and we can recognize 
like the intention and the attitude of the director of the factory. Like for me, AA produces a life of win-win, not win-lose, yeah? AA is inclusive. I don't, either I got to do this or that. No, I can maybe do Falcon both, yeah? I can surf and work today and shit. You know what I mean? It gives you a different view of everything. Yeah? It's so fundamentally important what's directing the factory. It is. Because that's going to be the product line that's going to be expressed through the factory. Yeah? That's why I love the terminology, a new employer, because it implies there was an old employer. Yeah? So now there's a new director of the factory who's quite different or is quite different than the old director of the factory. Yeah? Being all-powerful, this thing's going to take care of you. So while you're being employed by this new, which means the, being used by this new employer, being all-powerful, you're going to be showing that attitude. You're going to feel like you're okay even when the circumstances say you're not. Yeah? Because now <laughs> your well-being is not based on fucking circumstances and things going away. It's based on an inherent possibility that's always fucking available. Yeah? So you look different. You act different because you're coming from a different place. Because you're being directed from a different place. Yes? So tell the truth about the old, and you'll find out about the new. Yeah, Tell the truth about the old. There's been a lot of faith in finite self. There has. Yeah. And that faith manifesting through this belief in finite self is really what has defeated us. I can't move that faith over to something infinite. That would be more faith in finite self. I tell the truth. Yeah. I admit my powerlessness, and then something does for me what I can't do for myself. Yeah? Moves the faith that I represent and puts it in something that's worthy of the faith. Yeah? Not something that fails. And I live by those fruit, by living by front, and those fruit are from that tree of reliance on something greater than self. Yeah? Yeah. That's what we share here, really. My feeling, and it's all just autistic, is something directs me. I've had a large swath of my life. I was directed by the mental condition rooted in self-centeredness. And now I've had a large swath of time being directed by something else. And the difference is vast. <laughs> the direction is, is the same. I'm in a state of being directed. But what's directing me and the effects of that direction is huge. Yeah. Hugely different than the old employer. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. I'm a believer that as an action figure here, you're going to be used by something. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the truth about what once used you and be open to the truth about what is using you now. Yeah. 
to me it's like it's 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 plain as day with a contrast of night it's so fucking moment to moment different yeah we say in the program self-seeking and frightened exactly it doesn't sell say self-seeking period and frightened self-seeking and frightened they're synonymous when you rely on something that's failed there's going to be anxiety yeah and if the faith is in that failed system you're going to have a lot of anxiety and you're probably going to be moved to try to get relief even though it doesn't make sense you'll probably do something stupid to get a momentary relief from that stubborn sense of overriding anxiety, all rooted in reliance on self. Yeah. You want to outgrow fear, outgrow reliance on self. If you try to outgrow fear, relying on self, it's going to produce more fear. It's just that simple. All right, thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Eric. Param. You have a question for Paul Param? Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm Param from India. Uh, hello, Paul. How are you? And uh, yeah, I had seen this. I'm new to the meetings. Uh, this is my second time. And I just wanted to like uh, ask Paul because I saw one in one of the messages non-duality and uh, uh, I wanted to ask this question on non-duality I don't know like I missed the first part of the meeting I don't know whether this question is appropriate right now is it good can I ask something on non-duality sure yeah yeah thanks Paul yeah so uh, uh, my story is uh, from past five years I've been living monastic life in one of the ashramas in the mountains of Himalayas and uh, um, uh, I can't, that means like why I got into this kind of non-dual philosophy is because of my addiction. I didn't, uh, there was no choice for me. I was like, uh, there was no, there's no middle path for me. Either you uh, get yourself addicted and die or uh, completely kind of uh, like you can't run with the hound and uh, like like you can't I couldn't do both things at the same time you know like I should have taken a single path I didn't have a choice and I was desperate others uh, I had reached that breaking point and that, that's and this philosophy uh, totally resonated with my um, uh, with with my state of mind that uh, right then so but the the um, the problem, I, uh, the problem is like uh, the uh, the um, the monks or the uh, spiritual seekers that are with me. They may have not come because of addiction, but they have different problems, so I can't share with them. So uh, I just wanted to ask you one fundamental question: Is non-duality has helped me? Uh, because uh, uh, like I don't know, like this that non-duality is my higher power. Like I am the witness and the whole world is a superimposition or a kind of a, a manifestation of that uh, non-dual entity. 
like you're not the doer you're not the enjoyer you're not the experiencer that's what non-duality is i don't know like how do you um, define it but that's what uh, it is with me and that has tremendously like transformed me and it and all my addictions are slowly the intensity is coming down the uh, frequencies of my addictions i'm able to objectify it and i know that it's not me and this is how it is helping me but i i i couldn't uh, tell these things to any person because they don't face addiction as their objects they may face different things their ego issues jealousies things like that uh, i this is the first time i'm talking to you so i just wanted to ask you like uh, as you mentioned just a few minutes before to a person about the fourth dimension so um, uh, like um, uh, i just wanted a reaffirmation from a, a spiritual seeker that the state of non duality uh, is it is it uh, like i am in the process i have not been established in it because it takes a time it takes a lot of time to sink as you say that you have uh, it has become natural to you now but uh, you have struggled uh, to make it natural so i just wanted to ask whether is this my answer if i know it is my part but i needed a person just to tell me yes this this yes. may be your i i i understand i think i understand so in a way the head may be trying to use non duality to get relief from addiction yes 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 for all right so notice that just if you're if you're into the idea of non duality then there's there's always the statement of self inquiry so ask who is it that's trying to use non duality as a way of getting out of addiction yeah yeah and remember because yeah. it's a funny line because yeah. the head will attempt to use non duality to get out of addiction and it won't work <laughs> you'll be a drunk non-dualist so to speak yeah so i don't see why you don't uh participate a little bit yeah i'll do that and you the yeah. way of life of recovery which takes a you know which uh may be more suited to you as the action figure all the while entertaining the ideas of non-duality and uh that's a nice combination. Yeah. Why stop one and then on based on the other? Yeah, just uh open up. I'm sure they would understand. You can come to recovery meetings and uh see if you feel a little better as the action figure, which will go a long way to the uh the effects of the non-duality as you yeah do you see it do you see that there's a movement in your head yeah uh, yes that's all that's really what you want to be honest about yeah at least recognize it that a aspect of your head is claiming to be the claiming to be you and is really trying to use one thing to get out of another thing yeah i don't find that works well so but whatever yeah
Yeah. Yeah, thanks Paul. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, come back and uh we have recovery meetings also Tuesday. Oh yeah, this is a recovery meeting. Yeah, just come back and uh yeah. Yes, and and this is a good time for me to bring up that Tuesdays and Thursdays at this same time, uh 10:30 Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, our, our recovery meetings, our uh, reflections meetings, and uh, non-duality is available Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock and Saturday afternoons at 1.30 Pacific time. Hey, Mickey, I'm just going to go, I want to just uh, share a, a simple fact that's applicable to non-duality and recovery the mental state arises and and is brought into contact with whatever it is in contact with through let's say consciousness but that mental state is going to claim whatever it is to to reinforce its idea yeah which is this idea of being the long-lasting independent separate thing just to be clear of that mechanical movement, whatever topic you're under under right now, that movement uh, is probably occurring. Yeah, it doesn't mean if it, it's working or not is sort of based not on it because it can't produce self. It can only imply there is one. Yeah. It's us that sort of uh, bring the paint, you know, and illuminate it and give it life. So just be aware that that comes up in a temple or in a bar or in a school or at work. It's always coming up. Yeah. And it's going to assume and just take it for granted that you're a thing. Yeah. That you're a historical thing that you have the defects, that you are this, that you're going to get non-duality, that you are an addict and all like that. Yes, it's going to just keep on. Uh, <laughs> to me, that's the most important part of both meetings, recovery, non-duality. Is, a, is because we are we are of light we can see this mechanical activity and if you don't see it you're going to be looking from it yeah you're going to be placed as the idea that it's presenting and then you're going to start at from a false reference yeah so you're going to be a false reference trying to understand truth it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. Just question the reference. Yeah. <laughs> if you go in to the highest form of knowledge, that knowledge is not going to negate the claiming of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You Thank have you, to Paul. Have an understanding of what's happening wherever it's happening and what's happening is there is a mental reaction to everything 
yeah and that mental reaction claims the action or the thought or the feeling or the seeing or the hearing to imply that you're a seer that you're a thinker and not only that you're historical yeah you're a historical seeker or a seer you're a historical hearer so basically you don't even experience the hearing of the now because you're the hearer of all the past yeah that's why life is so dry because you're not being fed by it yeah you're being fed by paper you're you're taking in an interpretation so when you see a sunset it's just one of many sunsets you've been the seer of yeah it's the seer that's the deadening point yeah seeing doesn't need any light it's the seer that's in the dark yeah the seer the owning of the light is of the dark yeah look at that yeah look at that that wants to use non-duality to get out of something you're not that yeah look at that 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 wants to use aa to hide in for the rest of her life you're not that yeah all the meaning about those movements is coming from it's you yeah it's you yeah you would let someone else fucking hang out and be chilled out but you can't be hanging out and chilled out because you're more important and more special and you should be using every moment to fucking arrive somewhere. That's all selfing. Yeah. Just ask, hey, who is it that wants to get out of self? It ain't you. Because what you are has never been in self. So if there's a huge drive to get out of something, yeah that you're not in it's not you that has that drive yeah that's where the freedom lies it's not stopping the drive it's not owning it yeah so that which believes it can be in believes it can get out and now it believes so fervently it's it's in something that it really wants to get out of the getting out is totally, totally verified. Yes, it makes complete sense for me to get out of this. But you're not in it. That's the dilemma. Yeah? That's what throws the wrench in all the fucking machinations and the control and the figuring it out. You're not in it. You're not the one. There is no one. Yeah? That's what changed everything for me. It's changed recovery with, ha with not attacking recovery. It changed everything in my life. Because I was living without noticing that there was, an, uh, there was an interpretation running, trying to keep up with the living to replace the living. Yeah? And the, the whole point was this idea of self-centeredness. It's Paul that's living. And that was the end of living. <laughs> oh, fuck. And that's what we're all about, isn't it? And well, the point is, sometimes in a minute answer, you can't imply the flavor of the bondage. The, the bondage mm -hmm. is not described 
by eight an eight word sentence. It's a feeling. It's a sense. You have a sense of being the doer when every action is noticed. Yeah? That sense is being produced. Yeah? Without seeing that, we're bound to the actions already. You're already bound. Now you try to make them all good actions because you know it sucks to be bound to bad actions. So now you, you want to live a perfectly good life and you can't, yeah? So then you have tons of guilt and shame for the shit you did because you believe you should have known better. No. Didn't you get the blessing Christ gave? Hey, forgive them for they know not what they do. That wasn't for one second of an event. That's the fact. Yeah? That forgiveness is there. Forgive us, for we know not what we do. Yeah? Jesus Christ. I don't know, you know? When so I'm sure when people hear traveling lighter. It sounds like, oh, the effect of a precision spiritual tool. No, it isn't. It's all loose and relaxed. I don't fucking concentrate. I don't practice vigilance. I don't focus. It's just the basic disclaimer of my whole life has been null and voided because it was never there. So life goes on. Shit happens and then it doesn't happen. Cool shit happens, then it doesn't happen. But I'm always here. Always here. Always here. Not as Paul, but as what I am. Paul... How can Paul always be here? Most of it's here with his wanting to be out of here. It's constantly planning its escape every second. I want to get into your pants because I want to get out of my head. I want to get into the water because I can't stand. Yes, it's not. All our movements towards shit is usually determined by what we're trying to move away from, which is bondage of self all day. We're trying to tithe to it. Please, oh great one, let me have a little fun. Here you go. I've been worried about in fucking inane shit all day. Isn't that worthy? Here, take it. I'll just worry about... I was so weird. I get these YouTube things, yeah? And they're trying to tell me who was the most powerful person in a fictional universe, like a comic book. They have a history now of how powerful was this imaginary person. It's insane. They're just trying to replace, you know what I mean? It's, it was made up, a writer made the whole thing up. There's no history. What's the history of Batman? Whatever the motherfucker who wrote it wanted it to be. There's no history of Batman. It's fictional. It's made up, yes? This is what the head wants to do. It wants to go over our history all fucking day, you know? 
Jesus Christ. We're going to do a historical analysis of the genesis of an imaginary action figure made up in a comic book. What? Is it getting that insane? We can't tell anything from anything else. Wait a minute. This is about a fit. A fi the idea of Paul is fictional. It's not a nonfiction fucking book. It's fictional. It's made up. Reinforced. Edited. Fictional. It doesn't have any historical analysis. It's fictional. You were not Paul. You are not Paul. You will not be Paul. Yeah? No history. No analytics. Why is Paul so powerful? It ain't. <laughs> oh, uh, I couldn't believe it. I, I could see. Oh, yeah, it's better than getting into today. Let me get into, like, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong. You know? Fuck, I'm a Godzilla person. I don't like King Kong. I'm taking sides. I hope Godzilla would give me a fucking break. It's hilarious. I mean, to wear it loosely. But how loosely do we wear our fictional character? Because we're identified as it. I'm go I'm just going off. It's just it's uh it's so easy to get off point and I don't like getting off point. There's an activity unbeknownst to us that's arising in our life. It's a, it's of mentalness, it's of it's of a mental origin. It's a movement that takes time, but it's a claiming movement. It uses one thing to infer something else, yeah? And now it's all blurred because now we believe there's an actor without any actions. But basically, the actor is arrived at by claiming actions, yeah? The seer is arrived at by claiming seeing. So obviously seeing is first and then there's a mental idea of being the seer is second. If we're starting at this point, we're misconstruing the race basically because we're not starting at the starting point. We're starting at an after point. Yes? Just that simple. How does it feel? How is it working for you? Well, I'm going to change Baltic Place on the Monopoly board and make it boardwalk. Go ahead. It's not going to change much because you're, you're what's giving everything the meaning it has. You, where you're at, what's directing you. With a narrative running in time, trying to keep up with it, claiming it to try to keep to maintain a continuum that you were the baby that you fucking weren't, 
that you were the kid, the adolescent, now and then the young, and now the old man. Yeah? Give me a fucking break. There's no bridge that can span those hugely different events. It's the same person. Give me a fucking break. Jesus. Don't you look, when you're old, you look at yourself from the 18-year-old format, and you're like, what the fuck? Who's this? Who's this? Then you go out and you take one basketball shot, you fucking throw out your elbow. What happened? I used to be able to play. Yeah, you're not 18, seemingly. It's insane. It's incredible. And then we want to go off on fucking mental candy fascinations. Look at what's happening. Are you determined by an interpretation or by living? Really? Just tell the truth. There's nothing right or wrong with it. Why do you think alcoholism, all this shit that's going off, it's all rooted in, in the an activity of time called the bondage of self? Yes, we talked about it months with Helen, you know. Here you have the ability to reach 15 feet, but what you're wearing allows you only to reach 8 feet. And what you're wearing, you take to be your skin. So now you try to hunker down and live with an only an 8 feet reach when you have a 15 foot possibility. You're like a marathon runner stuck in a closet. Yeah. And then you want to be free as self. We want to be free as self, which is one of the most, oh, it's the most frustrating, disappointing bondages of self. Because you've done so much to be free, and it's, it's right there, claiming away, doing the fucking thing. And you think, like, for you to be okay, you've got to kill that. No. It gets killed by lack of interest. You see it's not you. It's just a me mechanical activity. And you'll find out what you are. You can't know. You're not going to get, all right, I'm going to tell you all you need to know about. No, you're not. You're going to find out. Yeah, you're going to find out. You have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. How did you find out? Enjoying peace of mind. Yeah. You're going to understand the word serenity. How did that arrive? By understanding serenity. By, yeah? And you've been warned. Something's going to arise and claim to be the one who's having the serenity. All right, now you notice it. And serenity goes on. Yeah? The claiming doesn't mean anything's claimed. The claiming is just an activity. It's claiming a way. It's our belief and faith in it that makes it seem claimed. Yeah? We don't want to talk to the show. We want to talk to the audience. We're the audience. Yeah? Spirit. 
Spirit can be directed here. It can be directed into the identification as a body, and it can be directed by spirit. Yeah? Yeah. The mental state is going to direct it into being a body, for sure. I was a body, I will be a body, therefore I am a body. Yeah? Is spirit bound? No. There's not a bondage of spirit. It's the bondage of self. Spirit is not bound. It just is, yeah? And it still is. I got to take a break. I got to go to the bathroom for a second, yeah? Is that all right? It's okay by me. I'll be back in a minute, eh? Okay. So now's a good time to bring up the um, the site that is available at uh, com. You can find all of Paul's writings, his books. He has three books available. Uh, his 12-step book is Under a Rest. And, uh, and you can find that at bitchslap.com. You can find t-shirts. You can find uh, Paul's presentations and the events coming. Uh, you can uh, join his uh, website, join the uh, email uh, connection. Um, a lot of good stuff available. Yeah, thanks, Mickey. Actually, um, guys, it's zenbitchslap.com, and I've stuck the, the link into the chat for you. Oh, very good. Thank you, Ann. You're welcome. Okay. And Paul, we have one question left. Shane has been so patient. If you if you have time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Shane, would you like to come on in? Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Paul. And Jay, listen to you. Uh, my name's Shane. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, nice to meet you. And, uh, just totally resonating with what you're saying. Like, you know, just nearly feeling like I want to jump out of my skin. You know, just in the light of, of, of the message, you know, it's just... I, uh, a couple of months ago, I got a realisation that what was going on in my head was just activity literally just activity that then welded itself to my body and called itself me um i think that's what you're talking about and it's it's i'm still it's a profound thing for me to even realize that all these years the me that i thought it was is just a as you say the action figure and it's 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 Amazing, and I want to tell people, and I, I, I don't know anybody I can tell, not one person, even my sponsor, I can't say it, you know, that sort of way. But uh, 
it's just as great to be on here with like-minded people and on you know i went through the whole you know i'm an a good uh, while and stuff like that and i've only really got a bit of peace lately from this kind of message that i'm not i'm not the gay at otherwise you know and, and, and I'm, i feel a freedom with that um just when you talk there it's just i'm just lit up with a sense of it's just i'm just amazed that this is the case and that uh, you know and i went down the road of listening to different knowledge teachers and moji and Rupert Spire and all this kind of stuff. I got a bit carried away then lately with, you know, I think somebody else was sharing there about uh, about addiction and stuff. And I, I, I got it into my head then that, okay, well, if I'm not the self, maybe the no self that I am could actually maybe take a drink again or something, you know, I got a wee bit, I got a yeah. wee bit off track, you know, and, and I got a bit scared, like, and there was a lot of resistance fine enough. I was I was happy enough listening to other non dual teachers, but there was a resistance coming to listen to you. I don't know, it was just a resistance inside me, but I realized that was the, the self resistant, you know. So I'm glad I came up and listened to you this couple of weeks and I'm just loving what you're saying and I'm totally resonating with it and thank you so much for for your message on, you know, it's you know, I don't want to hold up the meeting and stuff, but it's great to be here. Um, you know, I just I love what you have to say. Thank you. Well, thank you, Shane. And one of the things we're sharing, and it's just from observation. Let's say in one case, uh, the grace would produce a sobriety through non-duality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's no law how things can go, but from observation, I've noticed a lot of people who try to replace recovery with some other idea, and it usually doesn't work well, work out well, because the action figure, the disease of alcoholism is of the body and the brain. Yeah. 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 It's there's not a disease in spirit. Spirit. There's no malady in spirit. So, and we're, we're in Rome, and when in Rome, seemingly, you've got to, you know, render unto Caesar's what Caesar's. Now, that's going to be a recognition in you, or, or not you personally, but the you, yeah? To, to recognize that, hey, you know, I need a way of life. The action figure needs a way of life where it has opportunities to do service because that makes it, it's better when it's not occupied all day about itself. Yeah. And this and that, and the benefits will be seen. You'll have a sense of belonging. There's the, uh, that radioactive isotope has been removed. You don't care about drinking or using. Yes. Beautiful. Now, uh, then non-duality comes in and illuminates that. Yeah. And I don't see non-duality as a path of illumination, but it will illuminate whatever path you're on. Yeah. So the non-duality illuminates that. Yeah. You can sometimes tell when some, when the mental state is trying to use non-duality to excuse something else. Yeah. yeah. That 
you may think it's going to work, but it doesn't. And it's gone to such points. I remember I was reminded of it uh, because some people I know from the Buddhist, uh, Buddhist uh, community. Yeah, not so much anymore, but I used to. And there was a guy that was a very uh, articulate speaker, had some juice, I guess, a younger guy. And I think he had, an, uh, but he had a manic depression. Yeah. And he needed to be on medication. But he believed that Buddhism would uh, do it. Yeah. He wouldn't need to do what he was needing to do because Buddhism would take care of it. And he ended up uh, getting addicted to Oxycontin. And uh, his prescription ran out, and he bought some off the street, and he overdosed. Yeah, but I remember that statement where he believed fervently that Buddhism was going to take away the the let's say the conditions of the body brain continuum, and he was sorely mistaken, obviously. Yeah, and I feel that's a lot of what happens. Yeah. People want to find the new and better thing, not only as an add-on, but as a, a replacement. Yeah, and, uh, and it doesn't work for most people. Maybe it works for some. I can't say it's guaranteed it's not going to work or is going to work, but it's good to find out what camp you're in before you... <laughs> yeah. It's, you'll find out sooner or later, but I think it'd be better sooner. Yeah, why camp you're in? Yeah, so. Thank you. But thank you. I just wanted that opportunity to share that because it's not a uncommon thing I run into with these talks and with the, the recovery and non-duality, you know, feed in both camps. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thank you a lot, really. I didn't hear the beginning, but I heard your praises of me, which is, that's all I care about, really. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I heard, I heard Muji somewhere in there, and Rupert Spira. But yeah. I see a lot of people who are very, very clear. They don't have any idea of what a real, what real addiction is like. They haven't had that experience. Yeah. It's not their fault, but they they're not in a position of pontificating in a sense about it because they don't have any experience of it. Yeah. I went to one place and a guy was speaking about alcoholism and uh, in my view, he was wrong, you know, it's just, and I'm, a, you know, coming from being an addict and an alcoholic. So we try to stay, you know, on topic. I don't know much, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not even like a wandering. You know, mm -hmm. it's just—it's not like I want to drink. I haven't drank in years, and I don't want it. But it just popped in somewhere and came around without a way. But um, I just realized it's, it's ridiculous, really. Mm. Yeah. See, I don't. My feeling with abstinence is—it's not like something. I have a yearning to go back and try something. <laughs> I mean, all that. All that was taken to an extreme where, you know, it's, it's, it's done. It's almost like, like, a, you know, the prehistoric period. It's so far removed. It doesn't seem like it ever even existed, which it probably didn't really. <laughs> so I don't have, oh yeah. 
<laughs> things go better with what I like. I just like things go better. I don't care with. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, bro. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Which reminds me, welcome to your 33rd orbit around the sun. <laughs> yes, yes. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I've got a year-long uh, tan now. I'm always under the sunlight of the spirit. <laughs> 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 Thank you, honey, yeah. As an action figure, it means something, definitely. Yes, it does mean something. Yeah. There's one thing I like about long-term sobriety, like somebody was speaking about earlier. Your condition can get sort of chilled out sufficiently that a lot of shit that will never come up in a chaotic life will come up. Yeah. I, that's one quality I like about long-term sobriety. Yeah, a lot of shit yes. won't come up to be brought to six and seven because if there's a if the surface is chaotic, the muted chaos chaos underneath isn't going to come up. Yeah, it's yeah. when the surface gets clear, there's sort of an extraction. Yeah, and uh, the whole space gets claimed and recycled. Yeah, that's the one quality I feel about long-term sobriety. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. We don't have any more questions. Oh, that's fine. That's good. Is it time to say hello to everyone? Yeah, well, goodbye, hello, yes. Mickey, you did a great job. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Mike, as always, nice to see you. Paul, yep. Nice to see you, Paul. Michael, Verena, nice to see you from Germany. Never make that past mistake again. Ruby Rose, that was a nice, that's a nice uh, share, Ruby. Thank you. Shane, pleasure to meet you. Keep coming back if you like. Roman and Barbara, Barbara's making a guest appearance. There she is. Nice to see you, Barbara. Yep. The only thing that stays constant is the radiator. <clears throat> That's very good. All right. We've got, uh, let's see who's this, Maria. Nice to see you, Maria. Walter, as always, my brother from another mother. Uh, we got Jean A. Nice to see you, Jean. Helen, as always. Thank you for that lovely share, Helen, you sent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need to say anything. No, no. And as always, thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll revitalize that poll soon, sooner or later. <laughs> no, it's it's next week, Paul. All right. All right. We'll try next week. Stefan yeah. on having never left. Always a pleasure. Kurt, as always. Yeah. I like that room. We did some talks in that room, Kurt's in, years ago. A live talk. That was nice. Kaiser, 
Minnesota. Nice to see you, Kaiser. We got Marie. Nice to see you, Marie. Uh, we got Tom in Keene, New Hampshire. Always a pleasure to see one. Yeah. Eric. Oh, there's Eric from Toronto. Eric B. Nice to see you, Eric. James, my main man, Lebowski. Joseph C. We got Carl. Nice to see you, Carl, as always. Nina. There's never a Tina or a Mina that could replace Nina. Chris, always nice to see you, Chris B. Resting. We got Michael Stacy. Thank you for that hat, Mike. And uh, yeah, thank you for just being Michael. It's always a pleasure. Izzy, 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 Izzy. Kana, Kana M. Nice to see you, Kana. We got Param. Nice to see you, Param. Yes, always a pleasure there. Sharon P, Leah, Sharon and Leah. Leah, you're going to start wearing some warm clothes sooner or later, Leah, right? You're like in one of the longest winters with your fashion. All right, we got Joseph. Nice to see you, Joseph. Skyla, yes. Yes. Oh, Skylar and her mom. Nice to see you, mom. Yeah. We got Ben. Ben Ross. Always a pleasure. Get back in the woods, Ben. Suzanne M. Yes. Suzanne is... Uh... Yeah. She's a deep redwood. Let's put it that way. We got Oliver. Nice to see you, Oliver from Berlin. Tanya, Tommy, Lisa sent a nice thing. Let's see. I can't see that. Dear Lord, leaving me a, a clean heart so that I can speak words fueled with grace and love. Oh, that's beautiful, honey. Hmm. Got Oliver from Berlin. Now I see the real Oliver. He came in. Uh, let's see who else. I think, and then we got Tanya, Jody. That was from Lisa, Tommy. Thanks, everybody. Ben Ross looks like different. He's got his picture up. Nice to see you guys so much. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the opportunity for this marathon runner to run around a little. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take those fundamental dogmatic closets. <laughs> no. All right. So, yeah, thanks. I'll see you soon. Yes. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. You too, Paul. Thank Mike. Yeah. Hi, Ann. Yes. How, how, how was Mary? Oh, good morning, Mike. I didn't know you were back. 